Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. As efforts continue to try and rescue people from the rubble in the aftermath of the Turkey-Syria earthquake, a new fundraising appeal has been launched in the UK. The death toll following the disaster has now passed 15,000. But incredible survival stories are still emerging. This week, a team of British rescuers helped pull a mother and her son from the rubble of a collapsed building in Turkey 68 hours after the devastating earthquake. Today, the Disaster Emergency Committee has launched a joint fundraising effort by 14 charities, which will be match-funded by the government up to £5 million. On top of that, volunteer groups across London have been collecting food and clothing donations ready to be sent to Syria and Turkey. Joining me now is the Evening Standard's Rachel Burford. So, Rachel, first of all, can you just run us through the details of this earthquake appeal? Yeah, so the um, Disaster and Emergency Committee, which brings together 14 charities working in Syria and Turkey, they've launched a joint appeal this morning to bring together all their funds to tackle the disaster going on at the moment. So that's charities that include places, you know, really well-known ones like the Red Cross, Action Aid, Save the Children. And they will be bringing together their funds, bringing together their um, their staff to help in Syria and Turkey after this awful earthquake disaster that happened on Sunday evening. Can you tell us where the money from this appeal will actually go? Is it purely for humanitarian aid or will some of it go towards rebuilding the areas affected? So at the moment, Salah Saeed, who is the chief executive of the DEC, has said their main priority at the moment will be clearing rubble, you know, getting people out. We're still seeing people being pulled alive from the rubble, from these collapsed buildings days after the disaster. So that will be the main priority at the moment. And then, of course, there is supporting all these people who have lost their homes, who have lost all their belongings with places to stay. I mean, they're they're seeing very freezing temperatures in Syria and uh, Turkey at the moment in these areas. So that'll be a main priority at the moment, getting these people some shelter. We've got medicines, um, access to clean water, and then they will look at rebuilding after that. But that's sort of quite far along the timeline at the moment, I think. And we've seen plenty of pictures in the press of the rescue efforts in both countries, really giving an idea of the gravity of the situation there. Have there been any miraculous stories of survival at all? Yeah, I think there have been a few. There's obviously got a picture, a lovely picture on our front page today of a mother and child being pulled out of the rubble alive. You know, we've seen, we've seen quite a few amazing pictures like that. Yesterday we saw a baby being pulled out of a collapsed building. You know, this is they've spent several nights underground um, and they were pulled out, I think, by British aid workers who had gone over there. You have to remember these people, although they've sort of been pulled out alive and they have their lives, they have actually lost everything, you know, 
there's unfathomable destruction across these areas. You know, ten cities in Turkey destroyed. You know, vast areas on the border with Syria. So, although we've seen these amazing pictures of people being pulled out alive, I think a lot of these charities and the disaster emergency committee are saying this is great. It's wonderful that we have seen these people being pulled out alive, but the work really starts now, you know, helping these people rebuild their lives. And is there any indication of how long it's likely to take for the countries to get back on their feet after this disaster? This morning, we've seen charities say it could be years. They've still got thousands of people missing, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, displaced by this disaster. And you know, particularly Syria, these were areas that had quite deep problems before the earthquake. You know, Syria has seen years of war. Turkey has been dealing with big economic problems, um, you know, big inflation. And that was happening before this disaster. So this is just really compounding all the things that were already really hitting both of these countries. And we know the government is match funding this earthquake appeal up to £5 million. Where does that figure sort of rank in terms of contributions to foreign aid? Yeah, some people have criticised the amount of money that is being given by the UK government. They've said they'll match donations up to £5 million, And that's significantly less than they offered to match in the Ukraine appeal that happened just after the outbreak of war last year. They offered to match that up to £25 million. And, you know, that comes on top of criticism of our foreign aid budget being slashed in 2021 as well. So although the Disaster Emergency Committee have really welcomed this £5 million donation, some people are questioning whether or not this is enough money. Let's take a break now. In part two, Maz Patel from Abdullah Aid explains how the people of London are supporting the humanitarian aid effort. Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, the response of ordinary Londoners to this crisis has touched uh, so many people. Joining me now is Maz Patel from Abdullah Aid. So, Maz, first of all, can you just tell us what Abdullah Aid is doing to help those in Turkey and Syria at the moment? Yeah, so yesterday uh, we had a huge number of goods that landed in Turkey, especially chartered aircraft. Uh, that included food, uh, clothing, um, blankets, uh, all the essentials that somebody would need, you know, who is fleeing from a natural disaster. And we've teamed up with partners on the ground to quickly start delivering that aid. That distribution has started today. We are coordinating with the Turkish authorities to ensure that uh, we can give them the types of help that they need. So right now, there's a huge search and rescue operation going on for survivors in and amongst the rubble. It's quite distressing, obviously, and that specialist help is being provided by agencies that can deliver that. In terms of our charity, we have offered sustenance, basically, you know, to get families and, and individuals through the day to make sure their basic needs are, are looked after. And that's what we're focusing all, all our efforts on right now. And can you just give us an idea, Maz, of the scale, really, of the operation for you guys on the ground here in London? Right now, we have our HQ is based in, the, in East London. And uh, our office has been inundated with donations and help and and all sorts. We've got staff there, volunteers in that, in and around the 30 mark, and all of them are currently working to take donations, to uh, publicise the work that we're doing, to raise awareness, and also to uh, prepare for going over to Turkey as well. So we've got a team 
that's literally ready to fly over to Gaziantep, uh, which is the you know the, the hub of our operations, to start putting manpower onto the local teams that are already distributing the the aid. And so, how have you arranged that, Maz? First of all, getting the supplies out to to Turkey, but also getting the people there. Do you have a relationship with the airlines in some form? In terms of this particular, the first uh, cargo load that we sent, we, we we are part of the the DEC committee. So you know that we've got relationships with various um, um, you know, airlines or uh, shipping companies, etc., where we can respond much more quicker than other aid agencies may be able to. So we are using those contacts to get aid shipped over as quickly as possible. We've also got the ability to buy locally. Uh, so in terms of uh, you know, the various cities that have been affected, as as you may or may not be aware, you know, the actual scale of the area that's been affected is probably as, as large as, as England in terms of from north to south and east to west. So whole towns and communities have been flattened. So what we're doing is we're actually trying to uh, locate areas where we can purchase goods locally, you know, those stores or warehouses that have not been affected. And that's working with the Turkish authorities to make sure that, uh, you know, whatever's there locally, we can, we can make best use of. Obviously, things such as warm clothing and, you know, clean clothing, because obviously that's what's required, and also hot meals. And that's something that's quite important to point out. Gas and electricity is down and they need hot meals as well. So we've got mobile wagons, you know, that can actually cook up a hot meal very quickly and, and provide a, a soup kitchen, if you will. So that's the other type of help that we're providing uh, right now. And I'm sure you'll be aware that, you know, there are various other sort of groups and volunteer groups that are helping across the capital, across the UK. What's your impression been of the support offered by people in London? Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, the response of ordinary Londoners to this crisis has touched uh, so many people. It's probably because, obviously, we're going through difficult times ourselves as a cost of living crisis in this country. However, the, the, the scenes of devastation where you see whole buildings just completely flattened within the space of a few seconds. You know, the parents clinging on to children who are, you've got no hope really. And even, you know, we see pictures of children clinging on to buildings and it really has touched a raw, raw emotion. This is not a war as such, you know, but the devastation that's been wreaked onto uh, this particular area has been worse than that. So the, the response of ordering Londoners has been absolutely amazing. You know, it's, it, it sort of lifts your heart to see we were getting donations coming in every, you know, 10, 15 seconds at one point. And, uh, you know, we quickly racked up a huge war chest, if you will, to tackle the, the crippling effects of what will be many, many years of, of rebuilding people's lives. So at the moment, our focus is on short-term aid, and then we will be moving into more longer-term solutions, working with local authorities. I mean, local authorities in Turkey, that is. And the beauty is that, you know, we've got these relationships uh, there is a huge Turkish community in this country. So, you know, that all helps in terms of building up uh, a well of uh, support and, and contacts as, you know, to keep the aid flowing. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock.